Hi, Peter. This is Eric from Longbox Review. I have a message here from my granddaughters. Bring back the tower! Bring back the tower! Bring back the tower! There you go, from the mouths of babes. Okay, okay. How can I possibly resist that request? So far, I've done nothing this week that I've actually wanted to do on the Daily Rios, but that's okay, because it's actually less work for me in the long run. Today's episode is hinted in that clip. I'm finally going to start rebroadcasting the old Tower episodes that I did back in my CGS days where I took a loving look at the new Teen Titans and everything Titans at that time. I'll do these once a week, starting with today's drop, which is uh, the Tower Episode Zero. That's right, I did an introductory episode as a website exclusive before I ever even got to the actual episodes. And then after this, there are nine more episodes that were released. And a tenth episode that was never released. Uh, I'm not even sure what that episode was about, and I definitely know that it wasn't edited together. So uh, there's a bonus. So after this week, ten more episodes, meaning ten more weeks, for me to get my ass in gear and do a new episode of The Tower. I was going to go through and edit these episodes, taking out things that maybe are outdated or might be confusing because they are years old, but I decided, nah, let's just release them to the wild, raw and in its original format. Just makes it easier all around. By the way, these episodes are still available on the CGS website under the Tower page if you're interested, but if not, I will be releasing them once a week. Today's episode is episode zero, as I said. This is from somewhere around the summer of 2009. So put yourself in that time frame while listening. Once again, I have to give a big shout out to Philip Duncan at uh, superheroes-r-us.com. He also goes by All About Duncan on Twitter because he's been helping me out with the website over the past year uh, or past, you know, ever since we started, and he created a separate tower feed, uh, and eventually, once I get to the new tower episode, maybe there might be a little bit of a, a new rebranding with that particular episode drop, so that, uh, you know, you can, if, if all you want to hear from me is the tower, you can get just the tower, if you don't want to hear anything else, like from the Daily Rios or whatever, um, but for now, I'm just releasing this through the normal Daily Rios feed, And uh, I'll continue to do so once a week until we start a new episode. So you can also thank Eric at the Longbox Review Podcast for um, kickstarting this. (laughs) Which means you can thank him and I can blame him because now I'm going to have to actually do some work. So thanks Eric and Eric's granddaughters. So here you go. As a countdown to the first New Tower episode, I present The Tower Episode Zero. Comic Geek Speak presents The Tower, a Footnotes production. Welcome to the CGS website exclusive episode of The Tower. This is an introductory episode, an episode zero. 16-page preview of what I hope will become an ongoing spin-off podcast. Yep, 
another spinoff podcast in the CGS Network. I'm your host, Peter Rios, and if you don't know who I am, I'm the co-host and producer of the popular Comic Geek Speak podcast, ComicGeekSpeak.com, which is where you're finding this episode, obviously. We're a daily comics podcast, putting out episodes Monday through Friday, all about the world of comics. We do reviews, interviews, convention reports, spotlights on your favorite teams or characters, creators or publishers, movie reviews, etc. So, what is The Tower, and why am I hosting it? Is it because I talk too much? Because I love podcasting? Uh, because I'm slowly turning into a reclusive alcoholic bachelor, and this is a way to cut down on my time drinking and cavorting with showgirls. Well, it's all that and more. So, uh, to start us off, let's just take a look at uh, the title of this episode. Here come the Teen Titans, a quartet of towering talent. Kid Flash, whose speed defies the eye to follow. Wonder Girl, swift and powerful super lass. Speedy, whose fantastic arrows perform awesome feats. Aqualad, bold and daring marine marvel. Fabulous foursome for right against might. The Teen Titans. So this episode is called CGS Presents The Tower of Footnotes Production. Let's break that down. CGS Presents. Comic Geek Speak has just gotten too big over the years to contain in our daily episodes. So we've exploded all over your iPod. It's the network describing our various spin-offs. Some talking about comics, some not. Covering everything from Franco-Belgian comics in Brian's Exploring Bidet, The World of Toys in, well, World of Toys, hosted by Pants and Shane, Comics Minutia History and Trivia in our Footnotes episodes, What It's Like to Be Eight Years Behind in Your Comic Reading in Merd's Time Bubble, and to round it all out, we have Jamie's Must Reads on various Marvel characters. CGS Presents is our way of expanding our focus into areas that we know our listeners are fond of, but maybe, you know, we just don't have the time to cover on our regular CGS show. Next, the name of The Tower. If you're a regular CGS listener, you'll know that I'm a huge Titans fan. Teen Titans, New Teen Titans, New Titans, Team Titans, you name it, I've read it, or at the very least, I've collected it. I've been reading the Titans since 1982-1983, in all of their various versions, for the good and the bad. And they're the team that I will follow no matter what, no matter who's on the creative team, no matter which members are in the actual team. I may drop it every now and then, but that doesn't mean I'm not, at the very least, interested. The name The Tower comes from the popular New Teen Titans headquarters, Titans Tower, which is part of the era that I grew up with, and really is the era that's going to be the main focus of this podcast. The Tower will cover uh, what can be called the Wolfman-Perez era. That's the era that basically put the Titans on the map, the Titans and DC. The er- it's the era that practically resuscitated DC in the 80s. The era that, for many comic readers, will always be the single greatest era in Titans is- history. 
It's a name familiar to Titan's lore. Uh, at one point or another, Titan's Tower was the letter column title for that series, that run. And uh, in terms of uh, picking a name for a spinoff podcast, I thought, well, you know, let's go with the tower. It is broad enough that I can and can use it for the Titans in general. But um, the name tower is also important to a few other comic titles and properties that I also am very interested in talking about. So don't be surprised if I take some liberties and use this as a platform to discuss other titles, comics, uh, especially a popular group title that has history with the Titans for sure, especially when that writer sees that other particular team as a modern-day Greek pantheon. Hint, hint. And lastly, a footnotes production. In footnotes created by Murder Myself, we take comics and we go through issue by issue, page by page, sometimes panel by panel, to give our in-depth analysis on um, the comic, on the artwork, on the story, how the comic relates to the larger world of comics, uh, to the publisher, to the team, the concept, etc. Um, in the past, we've done JLA Avengers. Uh, with the rest of the CGS crew, we've done Watchmen. And we're currently tackling the JSA series, Justice League slash Justice League International, Secret Wars, and the Walt Simonson Thor run. Um, with more to come, actually. Um, one of which will be another Footnotes production with just Murd and myself discussing an event near and dear to our little multiple hearts. Footnotes allows for personal observation, not only with the title that's being spotlighted, but also how it relates to the entire world that it exists on. So with a universe and a cast of characters as large as the Titans, that format seemed to, seem to match. Finally, why me and why a mostly solo podcast? I have solo podcasts on various CGS episodes, including interviews I did with Gerard Way about Umbrella Academy, Simon Oliver on Everything Exterminators, and Robin Firth on her work on Marvel's The Dark Tower. I co-created and hosted the first three episodes of DC Noise for the Comic Book Noise Network, and I think it's no secret that I love the podcasting medium. So a footnote-style podcast... Plus the Titans. But there's also uh, another sort of wrinkle to all of this. I didn't want to be so limited that every episode had to cover just one issue. Um, so I wanted something looser. I wanted a little more freedom. And I wanted to be able to have episodes that, I don't know, maybe talked about creating Titans characters. Or the best Titans pencilers. Or the worst Titans costumes, etc., etc. Um, as far as I know, there are no other Titans podcasts out there. So I wanted this to be as all-encompassing as possible. With all that in mind, I turned to my favorite single-topic comics podcast, The Uncanny X-Cast, hosted by Brian Perillo and Rob Briscoe. 
with the explosion of comics podcasting, the ones that are finding new ground are those that are centralizing their focus to discuss individual characters, teams, publishers. I wonder how soon before comics podcasts start focusing on single creators. These niche casts cover everything from Superman to the Avengers, Hulk to Green Lantern, Vertigo to Valiant, and my favorite of the bunch is the wacky world of mutants known as the X-Men. Brian and Rob have managed to carve out their corner of the comics podcasting community by focusing on the merry band of mutants, bringing along with them their huge following of readers. Their show is informative, funny, real, creative, and they aren't afraid to put themselves out there and show their friendship and their chemistry, which is always a plus for a podcast with more than one host. Over on CGS, we recently did an episode called State of the X Union, taking a look at the various titles in the X-Men line, and Brian and Rob uh, actually joined us to give their thoughts on some of the best and some of the worst X titles. That's episode 660 if you want to check that out. Their forum is also the third largest forum on thecomicforums.com. The X-Universe is large, and with Brian and Rob's permission and blessing, I'm using their structure and format as a starting place to inform what will eventually become my own structure for The Tower, which I'll describe later. If you haven't listened to the Uncanny X-Cast, please do. They are great guys, and if you are a fan of the X-Men, you should be listening. So there you have it, the not-so-secret origin of the Tower. When I return, discovering the Titans, the show format, the real Episode Zero, ranking my favorite Titans, the obligatory thank yous and general ass smoochery, and maybe even some original Titans music. You work with me, Tim. You follow the rules. Rule number one, you give me everything you've got. Rule number two. Then you give me more. And rule number three. I make the rules. Watch out for that last one, kid. It's a killer. Dick. I would. Hey, no one can be a boy wonder forever. The earliest comic that I own, that I still own to this day, that features the New Teen Titans, is New Teen Titans, issue number 28, cover date of February of 1983, which means this probably came out in November, December of 1982. Uh, At this point... I guess I was reading superhero comics only for about a few months. I had read Richie Rich and some Looney Tunes for years before that, but uh, superhero comics only came about uh, when my uncle decided to give me his collection all in a beer box, Uh, most of them with covers half-ripped off from farmer's markets. And it was there that I discovered the world of superhero comics, and uh, there was a local mom-and-pop Mini Mart down the street, and that's where I would pick up my comics off the rack. I guess I just hadn't seen a new issue of New Teen Titans until issue 28 picked it up. New Teen Titans 28 is, has on the cover uh, Terra fighting the New Teen Titans, encasing them in rocks, 
which is her power, control, controlling the earth. And she's actually standing on a rock hand that she formed. And the blurb is, introducing Terra, is she friend or foe? It actually was a pretty good starting point um, in terms of capturing my imagination at that time. This is actually Terra's second appearance. I wouldn't find that out until later when I would pick up issue 27. But it was a it was the start of sort of a new storyline involving Terra that would go on for about um, about a year and a half or so, and would culminate in the very popular Judas Contract storyline. Yeah, I still have the issue. It's all battered and bruised. The spine is kind of rolled and the cover is all messed up. But uh, you know, inside it's it's Changeling versus Terra. Um, there's actually an introduction, or there's a scene involving the Brotherhood of Evil and the Cult of the Brother Blood. Um, God, you don't even, some, from a lot of it, you don't even see the Titans' characters in their costumes. Um, certainly not, um, Dick Grayson as Robin, or Corey as Starfire, or even Donna Troy as Wonder Girl. You, you, you see... Uh, Wally West before you see Kid Flash. And, um, uh, this was it. This was, it really just took this one issue, and I remember being, you know, really just enjoying it and loving the artwork and the stories and and wanting to learn more about these characters and, and their relationships to each other. And really, that's all any comic should do is just fire your imagination. And for being 10 years old, I can I can remember this completely enrapturing me. And it's funny, as I was listing the characters, and I call them Dick and Donna and Wally and Vic and Gar and Corey, um, obviously Raven was Raven, that's really who they became to me. These characters became more than just their superhero identities. They really became people to me, and I think that's probably why I latched onto it so much. They were trying to find themselves in their superhero world. They weren't their mentors. They were no longer sidekicks. They were something in between. And I think that dynamic is just something I really uh, connect with. Um, not on a relationship level. It's not like I related to these characters. I was 10 years old at the time. It's 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 not that. It's just the, um, just basically the concept of, of who they are in the DC universe at this point. It really was a good first issue for a new reader, and I would go on and continue this series, continue the Baxter series, uh, collect Teen Titans Spotlight, and just my love affair with the Titans just blossomed. I uh, would hunt down back issues. I remember buying New Teen Titans number one for $20. Not quite sure where I got it from, maybe Golden Eagle, or maybe even um, there was another store called Hildebrands here in Reading, PA. And at that time, that was certainly the most expensive comic I ever purchased. I think to this day, it's probably the most I've ever paid on a single issue. Um, I don't really allow myself to, to spend too much money on single-issue comics. Um, I've since gone back and even collected a majority of the original Teen Titans series. And even with those issues, I don't think I paid more than $10 an issue for a good copy of some of the earlier issues. By 83, and especially 84, I was reading a ton of comic books. But it really was the Titans that kept me coming back. Just for the art alone, I, 
as I was growing up and creating my own characters, I was trying to be a Perez clone way before Jimenez was e- even getting into comics. I would use his forms to uh, and his poses to create my own characters. I would I would trace poses. Um, I'm fairly certain I even created a team that was loosely based on the Teen Titans. In terms of the series itself, being there for that Terra storyline and then for Robin's um, transformation into Nightwing for the Judas contract, being there for the wedding of Donna Troy, the return of Trigon, it just kept bringing me back and back and back. The Titans themselves would guest star in a lot of other DC books. Uh, if you wanted a spike in sales, just put the Titans in your comics. Um, I know they appeared in Action and Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Outsiders, uh, Vigilante, Mega Men, Legends, Cosmic Odyssey. I mean, you're almost foolish not to have a Titans appearance in your book somewhere, no matter how small. So throughout the years, I just stayed with them, and when I fell out of comics in 88, I got back into comics around 90 because of several things, uh, but one of the stories in relation, relation to the Titans was uh, A Lonely Place of Dying, where Batman was getting a new Robin. Uh, not the Robin that I knew, not, not Dick Grayson, not Jason Todd, but a new Robin called Tim Drake, and Nightwing featured prominently in, in that story. And on one of the Perez-drawn covers, there was a group shot of the Titans, but they were slightly different. There were little differences that I noticed. Uh, Primarily, the biggest one was uh, Wonder Girl was no longer Wonder Girl. And uh, Speedy was on the team, and I believe he had short sleeves, and um, there were just little differences in in the characters. And, And when I went to go seek out the... Titans comic, they were just about two issues or an issue before the big Titans Hunt storyline. So then again, I jumped onto Titans at a point of great change and um, was hooked from there, seeing all the old characters again, go back and I, I went back and filled in all the issues that I had missed to catch me up and Obviously, they were going through some great changes, and uh, great meaning big changes, I should say, not necessarily great all the time. And I, my love affair with the Titans just kicked back in. Um, I would finish that series out and go on to the Dan Jurgens Teen Titans series. There was Team Titans before that, and so on and so forth. I'll get, I'm, I'm going to give a rundown in a little bit of all the issues and all the series for anybody who wants like a checklist of major Titans ongoing series. So to this day, they're still my characters of choice. They're they're sort of like home to me. I can go back and read them and sort of pick up where I left off. And even if I missed a few issues here and there, the knowledge is still there. The base is still there. And I pretty much can catch on pretty quick. I'm sure you'll hear more about me getting into the Titans universe and exploring that universe as the episodes come out and as I pick various topics to talk about. So I won't go much more into detail on my history with the Titans. Uh, It definitely will come up later. If I had to rank the seven original members of the new Teen Titans, the seven original members being Robin, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, Starfire, Raven, Changeling, and Cyborg, I think I would have to rate them in this order going from... um, I hate to use the word least favorite, the phrase least favorite, but I'll just say from the bottom up. So the original seven, I would put Cyborg as number seven, followed by Changeling at number six. 
I enjoyed their characters. I, I liked the, their characterization. I liked their friendship that they had. But um, some of their backstory didn't necessarily always appeal to me, especially Cyborg's. Changeling, his backstory with the Doom Patrol was always interesting. Um, and his father, Steve Dayton, was a frequent supporting cast member in, in the book. So there was there was something to that, but I, I probably would put them both at that you know down at the bottom. The next three could probably juggle around amongst the the rankings that I give them, but I, I'll put it in the order of Kid Flash, Starfire, and Raven. I liked Kid Flash. I liked Kid Flash a lot. I liked his costume. I liked his place on the team. He was always unsure of himself on the team, and and he was always the reactionary one. Um, but, uh, you could always tell that Marvel didn't quite have a handle on what he wanted to do with the character, and he freely admits that in some interviews. Starfire, I dug a lot of her backstory. I, I love the whole space opera thing and her origin on the Vega, in the Vega system with the Mega Man and, and her sister and her family. Um, personality-wise, she was a little flat, she became a little one note for me here and there, but overall, you know, I generally like that character. And and then Raven, who provides a wealth of background characterization and and subplots for within the book, and uh, just an interesting character, especially for 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 this team. Uh, a great visual dynamic. Paris had a lot of fun with a lot of her visuals. Um, she was just really interesting, and 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 there were a lot of great stories that came out of using that using her as a focus point, uh, some of my favorite issues feature her. So so those three sort of flip-flop around, but uh, that's probably what I, where I would place them. For the final two, it definitely would be Wonder Girl in the second slot and, of course, Dick Grayson in the number one slot. Watching him grow as a character from Robin to Nightwing just was so amazing, and he was such the natural leader, and the, the Titans always seemed to rally around him. It just, it, it, he was a great focus point uh, for me as a reader into that series and into that group. So that's pretty much how I would rank them. And I'm sure I'll discuss all that, all that ranking and some of my favorite moments for each character later on. For the structure of this podcast, I talked about modeling it loosely after the Uncanny X cast. And uh, basically because they have two two segments that I really enjoy. The first being a segment called On Shelves Now, where they just catch up on all the X titles that have come out since their last podcast. That's fairly easy to do. There's only a handful of Titans titles compared to the X-Men titles. Uh, there's the series called Titans. There's a series called Teen Titans. There's the Johnny DC title called Tiny Titans, which just won an Eisner, by the way. And there's not much more. There might be some spin-offs and uh, some miniseries here and there. And of course, Dick Grayson is featured in the Batman universe right now, and Tim Drake, a future Teen Titan, is Red Robin right now, but I'm not sure how much I'll delve into some of those. We'll see. The other segment that they have is called the Retro Reviews, and on that segment, they went back to X-Men number one and talked about that first comic and went on to just talk about the series and the subsequent issues and 
eventually as X-Men became Uncanny X-Men and then the New Mutants title kicked in, they started talking about that as well, and then X-Factor. So I'll do that as well, but I'm not going to go back to the original Teen Titans series. I'm going to start with New Teen Titans number one. Actually, I'm going to start with DC Comics Presents number 26 that had the 16-page preview for the New Teen Titans before issue one shipped. So I guess I'm really going to have three segments. I'm going to have On Shelves Now. I'll have the regular ongoing segment that'll take a look at the New Teen Titans series. And then eventually down the road, I'll have uh, a true retro review where I'll go back to the original Teen Titans series and uh, their first appearance in Brave and the Bold and etc. But right now, I really just want to focus on the New Teen Titans run because that is, it's a series that can stand by itself separate from the original Teen Titans series. And uh, it is the most popular one, so that's really the one I want to focus on. Along with those segments, I want to try and give recommendations on any websites I may find, any books I may read, comics or otherwise, uh, magazines or companions, any news I find, anything and everything that involves the Titans universe in some aspect. I'm sure down the road I'll I'll even start to cover the Teen Titans animated cartoon. There's a lot. There's just really a lot that I can talk about. So I, I don't want to spread myself too thin right away. Uh, I just want to f- really just focus on the new Teen Titans first and foremost. And then uh, we'll just see where this little thing grows from there. What the hell did you think you were doing? You got a real gratitude problem. You know that, Bruce? I need a name. Bat Boy, Nightwing. I don't know. What do you think? What's a good sidekick name? How about Dick Grayson, college student? Screw you. I just saved your life. You owe me. You are totally out of control. You're going to get yourself killed. You're looking at your new partner. No. Bruce, whenever you go out at night, I'll be watching. And wherever Batman goes, I'm going to be right beside him. I mean, how are you going to stop me? I can stop you. Al, hang this next to the bat suit. Where it belongs. So a little bit ago, I mentioned just a few of the series that have featured the Titans, and uh, I'll just give a rundown right now. If anybody out there is in a back-issue hunting mode, um, the original series was Teen Titans, issues 1 through 53. That ran from 1966 to 1978. Then we had the new Teen Titans series. That ran for 40 issues from 1980 to 84 before it became Tales of the Teen Titans, which ran from issues 41 through 91 and wrapped up in 1988. Obviously, there was a whole bunch of annuals included in that as well. There was a four-issue Tales of the New Teen Titans miniseries from 1982. New Teen Titans Volume 2, which is affectionately called the Baxter Run, ran for 49 issues plus annuals between the years of 84 and 88, before that was changed to just simply New Titans from issue 50 to issue 130, which would wrap in 1996. There was a spin-off series called Teen Titans Spotlight, That ran for 21 issues from 1986 to 1988. There was a series called Team Titans, T-E-A-M, Team Titans, that ran for 24 issues between the years of 92 and 94. There was a new Teen Titans series that ran for 24 issues between the years of 96 through 98. Then there was a series called The Titans that ran for 50 issues between 1999 and 2003. This series would dovetail right into another Teen Titans series that is currently running at the moment and is up to issue 72. That started in 2003 
And uh, there was actually a sister title to that called The Outsiders, um, which uh, was pretty closely related there for a good number of years before that finally separated. The current series, which is just simply called Titans, is up to issue 15. That started in 2008. Teen Titans Go!, which was based on the animated series, ran for 55 issues between the years of 2004 and 2008. And lastly, Tiny Titans, which is up to 18 issues now, which also started in 2008. So with all that, there's a lot to cover, and that's not even including spin-offs, trades, miniseries, maxi-series, special appearances in other books, etc., etc., etc. I'll go into what each series was primarily about in future issues, but that's a good list to start right now. Obviously, the one I'm focusing on for the moment is New Teen Titans, which started in 1980, which ran for 40 issues before it changed to Tales of the Teen Titans. That's really pretty much all you need for now if you've never read a Titans book and you want to play along with this podcast. And I mentioned that there was um, a sort of episode zero, even before this episode. If you go back into the CGS archives to July 24th, 2007, I did a footnotes on Donna Troy using issues 23 through 25 of the Titans series. Actually, just using the covers of those three issues. It was a triptych cover by Phil Jimenez, and it was laid out in a way that really went through the origin and the many different changes of Donna Troy's origin, either because of publishing or because of some earth-shattering event. Um, it went through all the various identities she has worn, Wonder Girl and Troya and a Dark Star, uh, different costumes, different people in her lives. And I used that, so I used that cover as a primer from her first appearance all the way through to, at that time, I guess she was about ready to start in Countdown, to really lay out uh, a sort of chronological map work of her character. It was the first really long, extensive podcast I had done on any Titans-related character. So it's certainly a spiritual predecessor to what I hope to do in future episodes. Along with the various titles that I listed the various different volumes of all the Teen Titans and Titan series, I'll be giving various recommendations for resources, Titans-related magazines, websites. The first two recommendations I want to give are for the two volumes of what's called Titans Companion, out from Tomorrow's Publishing, tomorrowspublishing.com, and that's 2TWO. These are by Glenn Cadigan. Uh, the first one is $24 and change. The second one is $26 and change. first one has a cover by Phil Jimenez. The second one has a cover by Mike McCone. These companions are mostly interviews of all the various creators, writers, artists, editors, anything that had to do with the Titans, from the old Teen Titans to New Teen Titans to the current series. People like Nick Cardi and Dick Giordano, Marv Wolfman, Len Wein, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, George Perez, Walt Simonson, Eduardo Barreto, um... Chris Claremont, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Phil Jimenez, Jeff Johns, Chuck Dixon. These are great, great companions. If you don't know about these, you need to check them out. You need to check out any of the companions from Tomorrow's Publishing. They're just wonderful resources, and they really give a nice layered background history on uh, the Titans 
as a, as a team, as a publishing force, etc. For an online resource, you can't beat TitansTower.com. This is a highly extensive website with detailed character notes, galleries, pinups, trivia, issue synopsis, articles, series indexes, information on the cartoons, rare artwork, etc., etc., etc. It is just a phenomenal website. I'm sure I'll be using this to cross-reference any information I know on my own or that I find in other interviews, either online or in magazines or from the letter columns. But uh, TitansTower.com, if you haven't checked it out, you really need to. And lastly, I wanted to give two podcast recommendations. Two podcasts that focus on the Legion of Superheroes. And I know that's not Titans-related, but... If you were reading Titans in the 80s, chances are you probably were reading The Legion as well. They both were incredibly popular team books at that time. Both of them had a regular series as well as a Baxter series. So if you're a fan of Titans and you're a fan of Legions, you should check out. The first one is superfuturefriends.blogspot.com. It's the Super Future Friends podcast. A summary of the Legion of Superheroes from beginning to end with your hosts, Adriana and Kristen. They're going through issue by issue all the way from the beginning. It's like a retro review of Legion of Superheroes goodness. And uh, they're very hilarious. They're uh, they're explicit, but um, I always have a lot of fun when they go through and, and, and talk about just some of the zaniness that is the Legion of Superheroes. The other podcast is legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. This is hosted by a roundtable of guys that really know their ins and outs when it comes to the Legion. They really are experts on the subject of Legion of Superheroes. They are up to episode, let's see, 41. Uh, they jump around, they talk about the Legion, they talk about Rebels, they talk about the Baxter Run, the Legion of Three Worlds series, the different incarnations of Legion. Uh, Super Future Friends podcast is up to episode 25 by the way. So, two podcasts based on the Legion of Superheroes that certainly um, are worth your attention. And rounding out this episode, I just want to give a whole bunch of thank yous, obviously, to my fellow co-hosts over at Comic Geek Speak, uh, all of all of the CGS listeners out there who are so incredibly supportive. Derek Coward of the Comic Book Noise Podcast, who has always been a supporter of of me as a podcaster and has pushed me to try and develop my own podcasts at every turn. I mentioned the Uncanny X cast, Brian and Rob, check out their podcast. And to many of the other people, listeners, other podcasters, etc., who have encouraged me over the years, people like uh, the Raging Bullets crew, Paul French and Rainbow Cloak, Tim DeMar, David D., Bruce Rosenberger, Bill Dowdy, Atomic 99, Vince and Marty, Corey Stroh, David Beard, and all the Titans and Nightwing fans on the boards that have sent emails for various things that I've said on the show or because of that Footnotes episode on Donna Troy, people like Racing Geek and D-Man and so many others. Um, just a, a big thank you, and uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some names, and I'll include them on later episodes. So to send you off on your merry way, and as a thank you... For listening to this episode, I'm going to play out the rest of the episode using a song by Tyler Hilton, 
who has created an original song based on Dick Grayson. Tyler goes by Zog Returns on the forum, and his band is Wednesday Heroes, the superhero rock band. You can go to WednesdayHeroes.com for more information. You can also check out his podcast, SixStringBliss.com. The song is Boy Wonder. He sent it to me completely out of the blue, just wanted me to hear the song. It's based on Nightwing and Nightwing's life, one of my thoughts on it. And I asked him if I could play it on the tower, and he said yes. So here we go. Thank you for listening to this CGS website exclusive episode, and be on the lookout soon for the tower episode one. A burst of color Beneath the dark night sky Of capes and capers And men who will not die When the flying graces fell I felt the ground come rushing up But you caught me I'm still swinging My childhood is laid out on the page Sweet, stupid, and filled with angst and rage Justice or vengeance With you I'm never sure But you gave me left behind The tower's memory it haunts me with its calm Death and betrayal I grew up in its home Called it quits The heady change was coming I knew it And I'm still spinning My childhood is laid out on the page Sweet, stupid, then filled with angst and rage Or vengeance with you, I'm never sure, but you gave me the mask I left behind. There was no robin before me, there'll be no nightwing after. Took a vow by candlelight to guard them from disaster. You raised me, then you left me to train others for your war. I found my path my own way to uphold the oath I swore. But as soon as Gotham's in distress, I'm running to clean up your mess. That's just the way it goes with legacies, I guess. My childhood is laid out on the bench Sweet stew